Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Sovereign Projector podcast. My name is Heather, and as always, I'm so grateful that you are here spending a little bit of time with me this morning, afternoon, evening, etc. Overnight, maybe you listen to me overnight through your headphones as you sleep, whatever. I'm not here to judge. It's cool. Um, But yeah, what are we going to do today? So today we're going to be speaking about the difference um, between the four different motor centers in human design. Um, Firstly, like what is a motor center? Um, And I think just like the type of energy or motor that resides within each of them. Um, Yeah, so this is going to be a really cool topic. I just kind of thought it would be important. Oops, I just like smacked my hand against the table. It's okay. Um, Yeah, I thought this would be a pretty important topic because especially if you are someone who is an open sacral, like manifester or projector, who then has a defined motor center, right? And obviously if you are a manifester, you're going to have a defined motor center. Um, Just knowing and feeling the difference between that non-sacral motor energy versus that more sustainable um, sacral center and just uh, kind of identifying that in your body so that hopefully less and less of us can burn ourselves out because we're trying to run off a different type of energy. That's what we're going to be talking about. Um, First, have a couple of announcements. Um, The first one is that this coming Thursday, um, so what will the date be? Oh my God, I'm going to have to check my date book. I think it's like the 6th. Let's see. Yes, on this Thursday, the 6th at 9 a.m., I'm going to be hosting an Instagram live workshop um, called The Art of the Invitation. So it's specifically about the projector strategy. We're going to be going into, um, firstly, like what is an inst- what is an invitation? What does that constitute? Things that you need an invitation for, things that you don't need an invitation for, sneaky ways of getting an invitation, you know, just either like manipulating people into getting, giving you an invitation or um, helping the world invite you, right? In sometimes underhanded sneaky ways, because we just need to, you know, learn as projectors need to learn, learn to work the world to our advantage, right? Um, we're going to be going into that and just a few other things. I think that the projector strategy gets really confused really easily. Um, and so I'm going to be clearing up a bunch of stuff around that. And so if you want to come live, obviously it would be so much fun. It's totally free. Um, or you can donate if you feel like, you know, chucking in $5 for me to get a chai that day or whatever. Um, but yeah, so if you can come live, that'll be so fun. You can just like bring your energy. That's that's why I need to vibe on. Um, and yeah, that way you can ask any questions about the art of the invitation. So yeah, if you're not already following me on Instagram, make sure you're there for that. Um, and the other announcement is that the June cohort of the Human Design Reader Training is going to be opening to the wait list only on this Wednesday. So Wednesday the 5th. Um, and so if you're, that's only like a few days from now and the wait list only, so this is not my email list. This is a specific wait list that is on the page of the human design reader training, which I will link in the show notes. They will get, it's, it's almost like a $400 discount off full price, but that will only be available for five days. Right. So if you're emotional authority, (laughs) start thinking about it now, um, 
or feeling about it now. Um, and then after that, I'm going to open it, open that card up to everybody on the Sunday after, I'm pretty sure, or the Monday after. We'll see. Um, I'll have to pick a good astro astrological date for opening that up um, to everyone. So if you're not already on the wait list and you are, you know, thinking about or feeling out about uh, becoming a human design reader with me, um, with me as your guide, then again, the, um, okay, I just hit my hand on the desk again. Um, then yeah, the link will be in the show notes. We'd love to have you. I think that is it uh, for now. Yeah. Do I have any life updates? Let's see. Hmm. I don't think really. I'm going to buy some outdoor furniture soon. So that should be exciting. Probably at the worst possible time, you know, it's just like going into winter. So it's probably going to rain a ton. Um, and I'm going to buy some pretty outdoor furniture, but there is days where the sun is shining. Hey, we're going to be laughing. Okay. So without further ado, let's get into the motor centers of human design. So firstly, what is a motor center? So there are four different motor centers in the human design body graph. So, you know, we have nine, the nine energy centers. Four of these are what we call motor centers. And what that essentially means is that there's a specific type of energy that resides, or I guess is created, cultivated, um, exists within, penetrates from that particular energy center. And these four motor centers are the sacral center, the root center, the willpower center, or like the heart ego center, um, and the solar plexus or emotional center. So they are each creating their own specific type of energy. They are this little like powerhouse through which that specific type of energy is coming in and moving out and being projected into the aura. So we're going to start by, and yeah, the thing is with each of them is that the specific energy in each of them, um, you know, moving through each of them operates in such a different way that we can actually learn to tune into what each of these feels like inside of our body to know, okay, I'm operating from, you know, my willpower energy right now and I can feel that. And, you know, especially if you have a, um, undefined willpower, you might be like, oh, is this like something I'm taking on from someone around me? And just having that awareness of like, okay, it's fine that I'm using that and I'm acting from that willpower now. Um, but is it really me or is it something that I'm just kind of taking on as conditioning or just like trying to run somebody else's energy? That's not my own, um, like own energy, doesn't have my own energetic essence within it through my system. So just something to be aware of. Um, so we'll start with the sacral energy because I think that's probably the most spoken about um, in human design and it is the one that is the full on like life force energy. It is the most sustainable of any of the motor centers, the energy coming through the sacral when it comes to work and, you know, I guess like work over a long period of time, doing things over extended periods, projects that last multiple weeks, days, months, etc you will be using sacral energy. And so that is why for generators and manifesting generators, it's who do always have that defined sacral center, right? It's a lot easier for them to um, stick to sort of the work week that we have been conditioned into, right? Because they have that sustainable energy that is being like moving through their system and moving into their auric field um, that we 
that can help them like through that entire like work week, work day, work project, whatever it is, it's more sustainable. It's more long lasting. Um, it, it, it doesn't, it's not as quick to burn out. And because it's working with the body, it's not like depleting anything inside of the body. It's adding to the juice, the life force that's coming through the body when we're working from the sacral as a generator or manifesting generator, right? And so we're not depleting our stores of, let's say, you know, like adrenaline and stress-based, stress-related hormones that we'll probably be using up if we're living from the root center, for example, same as the willpower, um, we're going to be depleting our body's stores by trying to push ourselves to continue based on our willpower alone, especially if we are open will, um, but even if we are defined will, right? And we'll get to that in a sec. <clears throat> so yeah, that's why anybody with an open sacral um, work is something that depletes us Whereas people with a defined sacral work is going to be something and, you know, this is a big if, but, and when you are aligned with your, with things that like light you up and get you excited and, and add to that sacral juice, right? Work's going to be something that you get energy from rather than being something that depletes you and you have this like lasting um, or like not forever lasting tank, let's say. Okay. Um, all right. So that's the sacral. <clears throat> so that's the only motor center that is more sustainable. Um, let's go into the root center now, since we sort of touched on it already. And that was exactly what I was saying before. When you're operating from this motor center, they're going to be those times when you feel like you are sort of just operating on a stress response or operating yeah, out of a place of stress or that adrenaline rush that comes when you feel like you have like, oh God, I've got two hours to get this thing done, right? And you get this sudden surge of adrenaline. And even if you usually go to bed at like 9 p.m. every night, you're like, oh my God, I have this deadline and it's midnight um, and you're not tired at all because that root center is just like poofing its little like hormones um, and energy, right? This is happening on a physiological and an energetic level um, into your body, into your auric field, um, into your energetic body so you can do what you need to do. So, of course, obviously huge problems, huge health problems arise when we are relying on that root center and expecting it to, to operate like a sacral because it just doesn't. Because if you are operating on a stress response and only getting things done because of a stress response, uh, you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to be flooding the body with adrenaline like 24-7. Um, how many people do we know that are living like this, right? Essentially trying to get that root center to act like a sacral. Um, but there will come a day where the body is like, this is too much. I need to stop. And so ideally we'll not get to that stage, right? Ideally we'll realize, oh my God, this is not sustainable energy. This is like adrenaline energy and I can utilize that, right? Sometimes, so me having a defined root center, sometimes I give myself really close deadlines because I know um, I can do something to a really high quality when I have to do it quickly. Whereas if I have a ton of time to do something, I'll be like, Eh, I'm just gonna like do it half-heartedly like I don't really care you know it, it just the, the the pressure that I need to activate that root center energy that defined root center energy just isn't there 
So that's the second example. Um, the third motor center is the ego center or the willpower or the heart, right? So this is, you know, that tiny little triangle that resides uh, just to the, what, the left on the body graph of the G center, the identity center. And the way that I like to speak about this energy center and why we associate the willpower, our personal willpower, our ability to like strive through and get things done, see things through to completion, even when challenges arise, why that's associated with the heart center. Well, you know, when people are like, oh, that person shows so much heart, right? She's got real heart. He's got real heart. They've got real heart. That's what we're talking about. It takes heart to be able to stick to things, to be able to see things through, to meet any challenges that come up, right? There's so much like, like, how do I explain this properly? But there is so much heart. There's so much love that resides um, and strength and dedication that resides. Like there's just like a love for life and a love for yourself too that comes Um, and pride in yourself too that comes with seeing things through to the end and all of that is the area of life that we're talking about when we're talking about the ego center and so um that type of energy is really not sustainable either when we are forcing ourselves to finish things when we're forcing ourselves to see things through to the very end you know oh just let me finish up this you know I'm just gonna get this done. I can't quit, right? I'm not a quitter. How much, how many families have that conditioning, right? The man family doesn't quit. You know, my parents would never say that. We're all for quitting. Um, A whole different kind of conditioning. But, you know, that, that can be a huge family conditioning of, no, you can't quit. People in this family don't quit, right? Um, Even if you literally despise the place where you work or you hate your relationship or you sort of, been working at this thing so long that you just can't, that you're hating, right? Um, But you can't bring yourself to let it go because that would make you a quitter. That's using that willpower and that drive that resides within the heart motor center for a very bad cause. Because again, if you're pushing yourself to continue things that you're not excited by, Um, you're going to burn yourself out. And so this is where if you are a generator or manifesting generator, right, you have a defined sacral, but you also have a defined willpower and you are plugged into the not self theme of the ego center, the willpower center, and you're forcing yourself to finish things, even when they're no longer exciting you, they're no longer lighting you up, you're still going to drain that sacral, right? You're going to... um, exhaust your body still and be living living from so much conditioning and struggle with with you know aligning to the things that truly do light you up because that that ego that willpower that I can't quit I'm not a quitter right is going to prevent you from saying no to the things that are no longer a sacral yes okay so I hope that makes sense but you know because we're always going to be layering these motor centers on top of one another we can't ever just like take them as single things we need to take into account like oh you know I have the solar plexus defined but I also have the willpower so what might that look like bloody bloody blah um but this is just to get you guys looking into and feeling what each of these might feel like in your body um we are speeding right through these which is good this will be just like a little cute little drop-in that you can have um, 
on your drive or whatever you're doing. Um, okay, so the fourth energy center is, of course, the solar plexus, the emotional center. And I've saved this one for last because this is the hardest one for me to, I guess, conceptualize and explain. Again, ugh, I just don't know what it feels like. You know, I've spoken about this before, but I have absolutely none of the gates activated on my solar plexus. It's totally wide open. I can't relate to emotional people at all. I just can't. I will fully admit I find them not difficult to deal with. I love them, obviously. Like, you know, my mom, my sister, they're great. Um, hard to relate to, let's say. But this particular energy, the energy that comes through the solar plexus, it is emotional energy. So one way to conceptualize it is that it is quite likely that the energy is going to be tied in like the energy that comes through, right, is going to be tied into where you're at at your wave. So if you are at a high point in your in your emotional wave, you're probably going to have much more energy to get things done, um, to to put into things, right? If you're feeling good about something, then the, the energy is going to be there. Whereas uh, when you are at lower points in your emotional wave or you've kind of said yes to something at a time when you weren't, you know, neutral about it or you hadn't let yourself wave on that decision or whatever and all of a sudden you're like, mm, I said yes to this but I'm no longer feeling it, right, um, the energy probably won't be there. It'll kind of just like drive up, disappear and you'll feel that probably intensified emotions like low emotions potentially because you're just like, mm, now I have to do this thing that was like draining to me. Um, and the energy is not, just not there. So it is a really interesting one to kind of feel into and get around. Um, but that emotional energy um, and it being so tied into where you're at in your wave. And so, I mean, 50% of the population has this. Um, <clears throat> and so just remembering to like you might like obviously when you are at a high point in your wave that you might say yes to a ton of things. Um, because you're like, yes, I have the energy for it, right? That motor center's like buzzing. It's like, yeah, cool. I feel really good. Um, and so I'm going to say yes to all these things, but then we wake up the next day and we've like kind of, you know, come down to a different point in the wave. We're feeling a bit lower and the energy is just genuinely no longer there. And you're looking back at all the things you said yes to yesterday. You're like, oh my God, I literally just don't have the energy to do any of this. Right. So again, it's just with that emotional wave, just honoring, um, honoring the time it takes to reach that space where you can say yes to things and also maintaining the right to last minute change your mind. Um, as frustrating as that is to those people amongst us who are not emotional people, you know, again, love you, bless you, and you have to do you and I can deal with it. Um, yeah, so that's just that. Um, and then I guess since we've not taken so much time at all, we can speak a little bit about layering that again, right? So um, that that root center um, adrenaline and that will center, you know, drive to get things done, you can just see them working in tandem with so much of the population. Um, and the problem is, of course, with the ego center, the heart center, that willpower center, um, motor center, is that, yes, yeah, 70% of the population almost has this center open or undefined, yet pretty much everyone is operating from 
the conditioning, right? So even if you do have it defined, um, it's quite likely you're still operating from the conditioning, but there are all these people that have it wide open who are still trying to prove and like prove their self-worth and prove their worthiness through how much they do, their ability to stick to things, right? Um, I've been in this job for 43 years and, you know, you're making like $10,000 more than you did when you started and you hate it and you wish you had quit at like 20 years ago and you've been wanting to quit for 20 years, but you've taken that point of pride and your ego is gaining its sense of self-worth from your ability to stick to something even when it's hard, right? Um, I'm just thinking of some terminology like the little Aussie battler, right? The person who just like sticks to it. There's such, um, what what's the word, like props given to people who can stick things out even when they hate it, even when they're miserable, you know, um, continuously showing up even though you hate it, right? Whereas sometimes the bravest thing that you can do, I think the biggest reward, like rewarding thing you can do uh, is saying no to something right to actually quitting something even when you've been going to singing lessons let's say for 20 weeks and you're finally starting to get good and all of a sudden you're like "Hmm, this isn't exciting me anymore but I'm going to quit even if like my mom and dad are going to be disappointed or my boyfriend's going to be disappointed because he's been paying for the lessons or whatever it is um I mean how much willpower and willingness to put yourself first which resides within that willpower center is that willingness to put yourself first, right? Me first, because it's all about the ego. Um, There's so much power and energy that comes from that. So just keeping in mind too, just how uh, maybe you have all four motor centers defined, right? And so just so uh, just sorting and flicking between, you know, when you feel a surge of adrenaline, oh, cool, that's like my root, Um, stress response switching on and I can use that when I need to but I don't want to be using it for more than like maybe two three hours at a time right and after I do I want to make sure I take time to like ground that out and release that adrenaline back to the earth right I don't want it buzzing around in my body all night I just won't sleep um etc um and yeah I guess the last thing that I want to touch upon is that there can be huge problems with um projectors who have and probably manifestors I can imagine too who have the defined willpower center but that open sacral um, because they're going to be sticking to things because they can right working 16 hour days because they can because the willpower is there because the willpower is steadily there it's I can just keep doing this watch me go you know etc um but they don't realize that they're burning themselves out or their sense of self-worth is so tied up in their ability to see things through to the end, to push themselves to the point of literal exhaustion that they forget to stop or they find it very difficult to stop or they think, hmm, I don't really relate to that need to rest that comes with open sacrals or that need to take a break. You know, I can stick to things all the time. You know, I love work. I love being on 24-7. I love doing everything. I love doing everything for everyone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because of course, you know, of course you do. That that willpower is literally just like, watch me go. 
even though I'm exhausted, I'm tired, my body hurts, you know, I'm breaking bones all over the place. Um, I I won't give up because again, there's so much self-worth tied up in, I am someone who doesn't give up. I'm someone, and you know, I, I'll put like give up in quote unquote, like what are they called? Quotation marks, air quotes, because we know that <laughs> taking a bloody break, uh, no matter which motor centers you have defined is not giving up um whatsoever and of course keeping in mind too for my sacral people it doesn't mean that you're meant to work 24 7 either like (laughs) you know I'm sure you know that by now hopefully but like you if your sacral is like I only want to work three hours a day then that is exactly what that sacral is wanting to do right maybe it wants to spend the rest of the day like uh, working out, going for a run or um, reading or hanging out with friends, you know. So I think we need to just kind of rework the concept of what, uh, of just knowing that work is not the only thing that takes energy, I think. Um, so for our sacral people, right, it, it might still be that We all move into a place where we work only three, four hours a day um, if that's what feels good to us. Um, But the sacral people are then going to be the people who are like, okay, cool. Now I'm going to do like eight hours of socializing because that's what's feeling really good. Or I'm going to go teach singing lessons, right? Um, So just, yeah, keeping that in mind, energy applies to anything that we do in our life. Okay, this was so fun. Um, And yeah, I'll... Catch you on the flip side. Have a really good week and love you lots.